You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high-performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5'7", 150 pounds and earning a full D1 scholarship to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly. All right, cool. So this is our first episode of what we call Sales Leadership Ascension, and it's specifically geared towards sales leaders, executives, business owners who manage, run sales teams. And what we're going to do on this on this session we're going to do every week is bring to you some of the challenges that our clients are currently facing and how we've worked with them through those challenges to ultimately get to a result. And so, you know, um, I feel like for us, you know, we try to share as much as we can, but obviously there's some proprietary stuff that we can't. But for this particular session, um, we're going to be really bringing to you the challenges just without the names and then how we went about solving those. Because I can tell you right now, the same challenges that some of the sales leaders that we work with are facing are the same challenges that they're facing and your clients mm -hmm. uh, and across the board with a lot of the clients that we have. So uh, super excited about this. Um, by the way, this is Mr. Zach Carlin. He's our our uh, head coach at Next Play and um, coaches are our biggest and most powerful clients to success and <laughs> has, has so many great reviews. So um, what's, what's our first topic for today? How do you hire a sales manager who doesn't have experience in your industry? Okay, so this is a really good one. One of our clients, um, you know, had, had said we needed to hire more sales leaders and, um, you know, they said the problem is that our industry is so different. Like we have to only hire people within our industry. And so this is a client that I've had for a very long time. And <clears throat> I had to explain to him that, look, and, and you might be listening right now, like my industry is different. Yes, every industry is different. And I can tell you that every sales leader that we talk to, every sales manager that we talk to all say the same thing. Mm -hmm. My industry is different and you're right. It is different. And maybe some of the rules are different. Some of the regulations are different. The way things are done are different, but sales is sales. Metrics are metrics. Improving conversions are improving conversions. Mm -hmm. Closing is closing, right? And if you have KPIs within your sales process that can be tracked and can be approved upon, then your industry is can you can hire people within any industry what are your thoughts on that no i i completely agree and as much as they might not have like you said the specifics of your particular industry but what you can do is you can hire based on your values every company every leadership team should have a set of core values that they abide by and they live by and they reflect in how they treat other people how they coach their people how they run their business so you can still hire to those core values. And if they meet those core values, they're going to learn your process and your business and your industry. 
and if obviously they have those leadership attributes that you're looking for prior experience in similar industries obviously would be nice but if they meet your core values and they are they work hard and they're willing to learn which should be part of your core values then it's there shouldn't be too much of a problem there. yeah like a lot of like that's what sales reps a lot too like you can find people who are just driven hungry and teach them but with sales managers like I mean, Zach's, Zach hit the nail on the head with sales managers. Like you can hire people who have experience in sales leadership, leading people and bring them in and teach them your industry, teach them the way that, um, you know, the, the semantics of how everything works within your industry and they'll learn it, they'll pick it up and they'll be able to bring things to the table. You know, so for example, if you're only hiring sales reps within into leadership and you have a leadership challenge, then, you know, there's some, and the reason you have that is because you feel like it's, you have a different industry, then you go outside your industry, you find people who have sales leadership experience, you bring them into the organization and they're going to bring things to the table that you may not have thought of. Yeah, different perspectives that can help push you forward too. So it can actually, sometimes it's a good thing. Right. So, okay. So as far as that goes, if you're in a position right now where you feel like you need better or more sales leadership, but your concern is your industry is different, I would implore you to interview, interview, put out job posting for sales managers, for sales leaders, see what they have to say. And I think you're going to be shocked and surprised at what's out there and what they could potentially do. And just learning your industry is fairly simple. Becoming a great sales leader, becoming a great sales manager takes time. So if you can find someone who's done, who's got that skill set that just needs to learn the industry, it's the same thing like hiring a sales rep that um, that is driven, motivated, pumped up, fired up, eager, has a strong why to succeed and getting them to learn how to sell. It's basically the same thing. So good question. What do you, do you have sure. anything else? No, I hundred percent agree. If you hire to your core values and they, they meet them, they'll learn the industry. They'll learn the ins and outs <laughs> and you'll have a strong leader in that place. So, yeah. All right. So when, next, <laughs> so when, uh, you have an issue with your reps, uh, sales reps numbers, how do you go about training and implementation? Okay. It's a good one. So when you have problems with your reps numbers. So if you metrics. have like a, if you have like across the board, like all your sales reps are struggling with a specific number mm. or a specific KPI and they can't, you know, whatever that KPI is, they're struggling. Yeah. How do you, how do you train and then implement that training? Got it. Do you want me to start yeah. or do you want to start? I can, I can start with this one. I mean, okay. the biggest, the biggest thing to start there is to find the reason why that metric is lacking in the first place. What's the gap? Yeah. Right. What's the gap there? What's what's causing that? And if you have 10 sales reps who are behind on the same number, it could be 10 different reasons why. So just because you find it once, you can't implement that same thing with all the reps. That's why it's important to have one on one coaching sessions with your reps every week um, is to find that gap as to why And you can never assume you have to have, ask questions, be genuinely curious to find out exactly what the reason is, because, again, it could be different with 10 different reps, it could be 10 different reasons why that one metric is falling behind. Right. So I think the first step is not assume, ask questions, find the gap, and then take the necessary course of action to fill that gap. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so I love what you just said. So we're going to find the gap and build from there. Um, 
one of the things that I've found that a lot of leaders miss when it comes to training specifically is like, Zach, they come in, they find the gap. Okay, now we're going to implement that with the sales reps. The biggest thing that I find that they don't do is there's no system of, of what that training entails and what they're specifically going to be doing. And so what happens is you do the training and then it might get implemented for a week or two, but then after that, it all goes away. So, you know, what I always suggest is when you find a gap in your sales process and you want to create a training for it, there has to be some sort of system, a guide, a checklist, a script um, that's passed out amongst everybody. That's then implemented amongst everyone. That's practice. That's role play. So let me give you a a simple step-by-step that we shared with this client that you can you can use in your business. Step one, where's the gap? Like you said, it's perfect. Step two is how are you gonna specifically solve that gap? What is it that you need? Is it a script? Is it a guide? Is it a checklist? Is it a tool? What is it specifically that's gonna fill that gap? Let's create that first. We find a lot of sales managers, they'll go into us, they'll go into these trainings or they'll say, Hey, we're not closing. They don't even know why, first of all, but then they, they do a bunch of training on stuff that's not relevant. That doesn't matter. And so if you're, if it's not tangible, if it's not a tangible thing, then it's not going to get implemented consistently long-term. And I think all of you watching want consistent long-term sales, right? So, um, so we have to create something tangible. That's step two. And that tangible thing is the checklist, is the guide, is the script, is the tool, is the thing that they're now going to have in front of them to make sure that it always gets done. It always gets done consistently and it always gets done to the best of their ability. Once you've got that in place, then you can do the training with it in front of them. So every sales rep gets the thing in front of them, whatever the tangible thing is that they're going to be doing is in front of them. And then you train it, you teach on it. Right. And then what's the last step? You've got to role play it. You've got practice. to practice it. And then you have to track the results of that oh. adjustment. Oh. And then you got to track the results. You track the results. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that to me, like those are the five steps. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, when done correctly, like I, I can't just, it's so frustrating to me because I see, I see it all the time where it's like, okay, we're going to go train on this thing. Now we're going to go train on it. And there's, then it's forgotten Yeah. because there's no, there's nothing tangible or it's trained upon. And maybe there is some tangible, but it wasn't practiced. And so, you know, yeah. then what happens? They're not good at it. Right? Yeah. It's it, the biggest thing when you do make adjustments is to follow up on those adjustments. And again, it's, it could be the consistent role-playing, consistent practicing, consistent check-ins, um, and then measuring the results. So first of all, are they making those adjustments? Are they actually following through with those adjustments? Are they approving upon those adjustments? And then what are the results from those adjustments? Because you can, all these pieces don't matter. If one of them's missing, none of them matter. Because let's say you find the wrong gap or the wrong adjustment, but you're not tracking it, you won't know that you found the wrong one until you until it's too late. Right? But if you find the right adjustment, the right gap to fill, but you're not tracking it, then you still you don't know if it's working or not. You don't know if they're consistently doing it. Is it not working because they're just not doing it or is it working because it was the wrong adjustment? So you have to have all those pieces in place for it to 
get the result they're looking for. Yeah, it's freaking work. Like, uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean that that that's basically it's the same system with sports too. It's like before you ever, uh, you know, when you say a training before you implement any type of like new play or a new playbook, you've got to you got to have something tangible to see, to, to use, to guide, yeah. right? And then you have to uh, train on it, you know, train on what it is, and then practice that thing and then see the result of it. It's yeah. the same thing. We're just bringing another thing that works really well or is mandatory in sports that works in sales. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anything where you're based on performance, right? It's the same thing, sports, sales. Right. Great question. Okay, cool. How do you get yeah. sales reps to put their numbers into a CRM or whatever tracking message you're using? How do I get my salespeople to, to put their numbers CRM. into the Spend thing? all this money on these <laughs> things and then nobody uses them. So how do we do it? Do you want, heard do that. You want to take this one? <laughs> heard that. How many times have we heard that? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll start it off. I mean, it starts, it starts with getting them bought in as to why this process or the CRM is going to help them make more money or achieve their why. And that's why it's also so important to know the why behind all your reps. So why are they doing this? What's what's their motivation? Sure, it might be just money for some of them, but there's deeper reasons for that. And then once you have that is how are those new tools? How is that CRM them putting in their numbers? How is that going to help them make more money and in turn get what they want? So let's just them- pause there for a second. I think like you, you actually hit on something and we kind of brushed over it really quick and that's yeah. like the the reason for them yeah right their expectations um you know a lot of people will complain about complacency and then you'll ask them well why is the sales rep complacent or what does that sales rep actually want yeah. and then they have no idea yeah so so I, I think you just hit on like a really important thing that a lot of people are missing which is like what's the reason for the sales rep yeah. What is it? Why are they? Why should they put in extra work? Why should they make the extra hundred calls a day? Why should they put all their stuff in the CRM? As a leader, you need to know what actually is motivating them. What actually is pushing them forward? What's their why? Because again, a lot of it's about buy-in, right? They have to be bought into the process, bought into to wanting to grow, wanting to improve, and wanting to use all these processes and systems. That at the end of the day is going to help them get what they want. Right. But I mean, I get it, right? If you're a sales rep and you're doing okay, you're doing well, like you're mm. comfortable, but now all of a sudden you have to do all this extra stuff. I got to track all these extra numbers. I got to, mm. I mean, that could be. Could be, but then you have to refer back to the core values, right? Yeah. Are they, if you have a core value that's grow or die or, you know, being humble or moving that's forward and that grow dies my favorite one, <laughs> grow die by far is my favorite one, then that means they're not meeting your core values anymore. That's a different conversation, but also, that's why it's important to have that conversation a lot and often sometimes they just have that conversation when you're hiring a rep or a manager uh, you're finding out their why why are they doing this for your family for you know financial freedom whatever their why is you only have that conversation once when that's something that really should be over communicated it should be something that you're having whether it's quarterly monthly that should always be in the top of their head of why they're doing this and it's your job as their leader to, to always be not letting them off the hook, not letting them settle. Yeah. Right? You don't you don't want somebody just because when they initially start with you, they're gonna be able to buy a house. Five years later, they can buy the house, they're comfortable, complacent. It's your job over the course of those five years to keep pushing them forward. You want a house up of two houses or whatever their motivation is, right? 
that'd be cool. Um, but it's your job as their as their leader again to not let them settle, right? And if you and if you fail at that and you don't do that consistently, then you're going to run into some complacent reps uh, in the long term for sure. Yeah, I mean, just in general, like most people settle for rep less, and sales reps are the best at selling you on why the reason they're not successful is is everything else but everything them. but them it's the leads it's the whatever it's everything else yeah right and i think like the sales manager title to me is the issue your sales leader and leader consists of training coaching accountability yeah. um ascension improvement uh you know like taking somebody from where they are to where they want to go Right. And if we don't know where they want to go, then we can't take them to, to that place. Yeah. Right. And I think like so many people are missing that. So it's, it's really important. And if you're in, if you're in a leadership right now, right now, and you have salespeople on your team, we were to ask you what specifically do the, do the sales reps on your team want to achieve in their life? Do you know that answer? And, and the monetary goals and the non-monetary goals, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, what are the monetary goals? And, and and not like the goals that are given to them by the organization, but like, what is their specific monetary goals? And then from there, what are their non-monetary goals? Like, what will this role do for them? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's another link you hit on a good point too, is that sometimes the leaders, they, they hold them to whatever standard that is preset by the organization as opposed to what they can set for themselves. A lot of times what they set for themselves is a lot higher than the goals that the organization has for them. So if you have a, a quota that you have to meet and it just kind of, that, that just gets you by just, you're, you're just not getting fired at that point if you're hitting that quota, right? But if you set these standards and these, and, and you don't let them settle and you set these goals, these life goals for with your reps, a lot of times that standard's a lot higher and you're going to have a very successful team if you do that. I love that. And then, and then, so, okay, so why put the numbers in? Why take the extra 10 to 15 minutes to complete an end of day, which we highly recommend for everyone? Why take the time to track your metrics in front of you? Why take the time to input them into the CRM? Like, why do that? And I think the answer is very simple. The answer is you have this thing that you want to achieve. I now know what that is. Uh, here's the path to get there yeah. right but the purpose of of tracking all of the activities and the metrics is so that we know where to make the improvements right if we're only tracking the basic stuff we have no idea where to improve the game yeah. <clears throat> excuse me and now we're we're having to spend way more extra time analyzing phone calls and yeah. visits versus just being able to look at the activities and be able to diagnose quickly where the challenge is. So the purpose of tracking the metrics is not to give you something else to do. The purpose of tracking the metrics is so that you can get to the end result. And in order to get there, we got to know where the challenge is in the game so we can constantly find ways mm -hmm. to improve and get you there. Exactly. Otherwise you're just going blind. So. Right. So what do you well, look for? Well, uh, we're uh, we're coming up here on time. We only got two minutes. So um, the only thing with this app is in it. It says uh, it doesn't Facebook say their user. name. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Facebook user. 
we like to to ask or answer questions from you guys. But um, look, today is a, a little bit shorter of an addition. We only got one minute here, so we're gonna jump. But um, we're gonna try and have these at least once or twice a week. Where we literally just break down what the sales leaders of our clients are facing, what the challenges, excuse me, that they're facing, and then the solutions that we've uh, worked them through and then the result that they've gotten so that we could share it with you. And so that if you're experiencing those same challenges, that you're able to use some of these tools, these, um, you know, I wouldn't, I don't like the word tricks and tips, but the tools, sure, tool. the tools, uh, the fr really the frameworks, the tools uh, that we've used to solve them. So thank you all for being here today. I hope you really enjoyed this and we're not going to have one this Friday, but we will have one next Tuesday and then probably Friday as well because we have a training on Friday. But uh, have an amazing Tuesday and we'll see y'all later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Play Podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. For more resources, visit RelentlessUniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit RelentlessRitchie.com. Until next time.